Hey there, and welcome back to season four of Sessions, brought to you by another. And that may sound a bit weird to you if you've listened to any of the past few seasons, uh, but we've changed our name. The first three seasons, we were Matt Black, and now we're another, a creative studio based in Los Angeles. In our first three seasons of the podcast, we explored the things that made brands go from good to great through a series of interviews with founders and other thought leaders. But for our fourth season, we wanted to look inward. And if we want to generalize, this is a season about purpose and the soul of what it means to do what we do. Uh, More specifically, it's conversations between different members on our team that you don't get to hear from a lot. And while they're in the background on our podcast, they are at the forefront of defining what some of the biggest brands in the world do, how they look and how they come to life. And so for us, it's an exciting season. It's really different to kick us off. Our founder, Chelsea Matthews, and I chat about what it looks like to set meaningful goals, where our head's been at in the last year, and what our aspirations are for this new season. We hope you enjoy. Hi. Hey there. What up? What's going on? (laughs) It's been too long. It's been years. It has. It has been years, plural. It's been I since 2019, so. like early 2019. Oh my gosh. I don't know if we have anything to say anymore. No, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> um, this, is, this is the official start, The uh, not even the test. Like we're just diving straight in. Uh, Nose dive. Brushing the dust off or the rust, land the dust uh, for session season four. Yes, we are so excited to be back. We will say... Um, there was a moment in time when we kind of put this podcast on a shelf while we underwent a company name change, a pandemic, which we're still very much in amongst a lot of other things. And mm-hmm. it was uh, something we knew we needed to bring off the shelf at some point and also kind of like change things up a little bit. For so. sure. And so th- this season's definitely got a different, uh, a different format. Do you want to... Do you want to say what inspired this change? So when thinking about bringing sessions back, we wanted to kind of reflect on the way in which we formatted these podcasts in the past, which was a lot about like talking to different thought leaders and entrepreneurs and like little riff sessions between me and Micah. But what we realized we really wanted to do was create a format that was actually about more of the voices behind the scenes at another. And so this season there will be a series of eight episodes, each which feature two different individuals from our team in different roles and verticals and backgrounds, talking Mm -hmm. about a topic that they both have interesting insight, POV and opinions around. And that could be about, you know, being an entrepreneur outside of working a day-to-day job. It could be about figuring out how to start creatively in a way that doesn't feel like you're recycling ideas over and over again. So we're really looking to kind of hear from the people behind the scenes more than just me and you, even though we're here, yeah. kick, we're kicking this off. Obviously. We are kicking this off. I mean, we got to set, we're, we're going to set the table for, for everyone else. And, and, and I think we have some cool, um, we have some good uh, mashups coming later, people from different departments talking about things from, you know, how to continue to be creative, uh, even when you're ideating uh, around the same kind of concepts a lot, getting through creative blocks, being entrepreneurial, uh, finding your voice. I need mean, a lot of different stuff. So yeah. I'm excited. And I think the 
you know, one of the things that felt apropos to start with was a big question that I've been pondering over the past, oh, geez, like, I would say year at this point, just because it's been such a question from brands, but it was this idea of, do you, do you actually, do you actually want to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself? And what I mean by that, and and what I always ask brands when we're talking about that is a lot of the times there's this kind of like this marketing goal that's put forward to us or design goal that's put forward to us of like, Oh, we want to do X. We would like to come up with a campaign. We want to make a splash here. And then what happens when you start unpacking, like why the brand wants to do that, you realize that, even if they achieve that goal, they don't know what the next step is. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things that I think about is we had, we had worked with a brand that sold mostly B2B, but wanted to do this big um, kind of like splashy digital campaign. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, even if, you know, even if we, we make the best campaign ever and it, and it, it goes everywhere and people love it and everyone's wondering who you are, what would you guys do with that attention? And there actually wasn't an answer because they wouldn't have the power to sell to any of these people, nor did they have the ability to go to more, uh, you know, it wouldn't push them into more of those B2B relationships because they had some like contractual things that had tied them up. And, and it turned out that was actually a theme that we had recognized even you know, with ourselves and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do as an agency um, when we thought about, you know, our our goals in terms of like reach for brands or reach for campaigns, like what have you. There's been so much of that this in the past year that, you know, I think COVID forced everyone to take a look internally and, and, and decide, you know, what was truly important to them. But then that also, you know, that kind of uh, soul searching really applied to all of the different facets of our life. And, and this has been something I was working, I was, I was working on, I've been thinking about for a long time now. And so for me, it's this big question, the way I always phrased it is like, would you know what to do with the squirrel if you caught it? And that's a, that's like a reference to, you know, how dogs always chase, um, small animals. And this is like an, a popular idiom, not really one that I came up with, but it's this idea that you you get to the place that you've finally been working to get to for so many years and now what? And if you actually don't know what the answer is, then that might not be the right goal for you. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I've, I've, I really even feel that way for this podcast. And that's why I wanted to start here is like, you know, what, what do we want people to to get out of this and i think we've discovered that every time we put out information whether it be what we did with the shapeshift report or whether it be what we're doing with sessions here or times that we've gone and spoken to different things is like the knowledge share just builds such a uh the knowledge share builds such a relationship between us and other creatives and we've realized that as an agency we're really only as good as the other creatives that we have um in our orbit and so i've i've obviously greatly enjoyed doing this glad we're getting it going again um but one of the things i wanted to ask you is kind of you know we had this this experience recently when we talked about it through fundraising and kind of curious to hear um you know when you think about starting with the end in mind and knowing that uh, kind of making sure you actually want to get where you tell yourself you want to get to you've had that experience a lot around fundraising and 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 kind of like capital raises for different businesses yeah i mean i think that when you know when when micah kind of first brought this topic up um and obviously as you said it's something he's really kind of unpacking in a lot of ways right now 
it did, it did make me think about it from a different perspective, which is more internalized as, you know, business owners with different businesses, not necessarily with products that we're trying to like launch big campaigns and, you know, sell a million shoes or something like that, but more so just mm-hmm. around like, what is the end goal of your business? And in this case, you know, a service-based business or a, techn- a technology-based, you know, business or things like that. And there was a point of time with Candid when it felt like, um, you know, if we had the capital to do something really meaningful or grow it at a certain uh, scale, there would be just this big upside, right? Like you kind of get lost in this idea that, um, you know, raising money creates validity in your idea. It gives you um, obviously the ability to move quick, you know, it gives you the mm-hmm. opportunity to grow internally um, in ways that you, you wouldn't just by kind of growing organically. Right. And so that becomes very attractive and also the learning process. Right. I think part of it for, for us at that point was kind of like, Oh, like this would be interesting to figure out how to build a financial model and really unpack our business to see what the opportunity is. But then going through that process, probably, I mean, it was probably what, like six plus months having, you know, various conversations, learning things along the way, building the model, modifying the model, however many times there was then just this like aha moment where we were kind of like, what do we want here? Like, do we want to answer to a board, like an investors? Is that what we want to do? Do we want to scale this fast? Like, is that interesting to us really? Do we want to have a team of like engineers and salespeople? And I think that that moment of self-reflection for us was the moment of being like, what is our exit? Like, what is our end? And Mm -hmm. choosing to look at the kind of lives we wanted to live versus the ability to build something and then sell it for a -hmm. lot of money in anyone's imaginary mind. You know, I'm going to sell this for a million. My idea is genius, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think there was even... It, we kind of worked down that route for, I would say, months of just like this, like saying we're going to fundraise and this is how we're going to do it. And, and we're going to, if we can raise X amount of money, we're going to hire these people and build these campaigns. And we finally, like, in a big way, stopped and thought about it. And, and we kept, and I think this is like one of the big things that I encourage brands to do along with us. It was kind of like this idea of infinite progress of like, okay, well, if we do that, what's that mean? Like, what do we have to do next? And there was this realization of like, to scale in this way, you're going to have to operate campaigns like this. And I think we had thought to that part, but then what happens was, okay, as you go years into the future, what's that mean for the quality of the product? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's that the thing could be scalable um, and the, the quality of the product could stay there, but then the way that we were going to have to operate was going to mean that there was a lot of, there was going to be a huge focus on like filling a sales funnel and being very kind of like um, public facing and how we were doing that and how we we're going after and having this big paid media strategy. And then if we were going to do that, it meant that we were going to have to run sales teams like this. And we we're just like, oh, like actually, yeah, there's some reward there. And that's great in terms of like where we could grow financially, but neither of us really have a passion for that, nor do we think that's actually the business that we're interested in growing. Yeah. And I feel like that was a, that was a, maybe we had both had that realization separately, but had just hadn't talked about it at a certain point, but you know, the more that we kind of pushed and said, okay, well, what would that mean? What would that mean? What would that mean? And then said, instead, what if we did this? 
and, and came to a more scaled back version. It actually was some, something much more deeply connected to, to our past. Which I think is the part of the important exercise for really like anyone to, to think about. And it's bigger than like, or, or maybe it's more parallel path to things like goal setting and vision setting and things like that. But I do think that there is this, there is this set of perceived norms of what either it takes to build a successful business or just to, to be deemed successful at, at all. And one of those things, like not to continuously dwell on, on fundraising, because we can kind of move off that as a subject, but is this idea that we yeah. glorify the amount of money that people and businesses raise and use that as a benchmark for their success, even though really there is no set path to success in that situation. And in fact, it can create tensions internally in a business that um, cause it to fail, right? And be responsible for a lot of other people's dollars. So I think there's like this interesting kind of consideration around vision setting and goal setting and also just being like, what do I want in my day? What does success look like to me? Um, this version of like Canada where we're like, oh, we could make, we could scale it. We could have this really cool platform. We could build a team. We could sell it. Um, all sounded really interesting until we looked within and we were like, well, actually we have a lot of other things going on and there is a, a lot of success that comes from this being like a very, in our situation, you know, kind of a, a light touch, like kind of interesting and dynamic, but also very collaborative kind of business to, you know, the other types of work that we're doing and allowing it to kind of be smaller and be more of a organic growth kind of a business. And interestingly, we saw that, you know, and, and you kind of, you know, you manifest this stuff, like you think about it, you manifest mm -hmm. it. But I think the bigger thing, and to your point around like connecting this back to brands is like, there's constantly, you know, I think especially coming from the, the kind of work that we do, there's a lot of brands kind of being like, oh, we want to be the this of beverages, right? Like we want to be the mm -hmm. apple of, you know, drink company, whatever. And you're like, that's interesting. I mean, it's good to have those kinds of intentions, right? Because there are brands out there in the world who have done incredible things to literally change the world in, in a variety of different ways, right? But it's the process of actually getting clear on like, well, for one thing, what does it mean once you get there? Like, what it, what is that thing? Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, what, what is it going to take to actually, like, what do you almost have to kind of compromise in a way to get to that point? And yeah, that's, that's so big. And I think we realize that on, yeah. on a lot of fronts of the idea of like every goal that you set is a compromise against some other goal. Right. And to, yeah, I think taking this back to brand or even think just like what we've been passionate about in terms of, and I'm going to use that word a couple of times now, but like, at another is just that we've always changed um, our, what our goals as an agency were when it came to the um, when it came to what we were pitching and, and how we were selling into different brands. There's been a couple of things that we've kept from the beginning, right? Like purposefully small, which I think we've always loved is like very intentionally built. Um, and I, I guess small would be, in comparison to other agencies, right. but very big versus when this was only four people. Um, and then, you know, that's something we've always held on to. Um, the idea of wanting to be a very uh, 
collaborative place to work, a place that operated like it was flat, even though it wasn't uh, where everyone's idea counted, everyone got to um, be connected to projects that they could be passionate about that we could do in a way that was really special. Like those are things we've always held on to. The goals that we've always had to reset then was like this idea of like, what does revenue mm -hmm. mean? Like, what's it really mean? Because there's actually, and I think anyone who is either starting a business now or a couple years into a business, there's this idea of, of growth and constant growth. And I think we see a lot of that with our brands too. And then you realize that you, you could extrapolate that growth out as far as you want. So for us, it was like, if top line revenue keeps growing, that means we've gotten bigger. Um, and then you realize there's just ways to manipulate that and it didn't actually mean anything, right? Whether it mean you, whether it be because you got paid a bunch of pass-through costs to, to tackle production or to do influencer things. It's just like this goal of growing revenue actually didn't, wasn't really connected to your health. And while that's uh, like something we've talked about probably for years at this point and always kind of changed, I think that our breakthrough is when we finally just start asking ourselves, and we said this earlier, is like what's actually connected to mm -hmm. our passions? Like, what do we like doing and who do we want to be? And I think that's pushed us to make really tough decisions, even in the first few weeks of the year this year, in terms of just like, who are we going to work with and how, even though there's like, we've, everyone we've ever worked with, we, we deeply enjoy. And that's the reason that we got, got into business with them in the first place. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between the work that we need to do and the work that's available or being offered to us by different yeah. brands. And that, that's just translated, I think, so well with us saying we love, um, you know, we know who we want to be. And I think there's some special things coming down the pipe eventually that we'll get to talk about in terms of, uh, uh, of what we're passionate about as individuals. But then as a brand, the storytelling, the questions we want to answer, once we decide, once we landed on those things, we had so much more clarity in terms of what our goals were. Yeah. Team. And what do you think? I mean, I'll kind of pose a question to you from just some of the, you know, uh, research you've been doing and, and people you've been talking to. What do you think is the potential moments of like losing sight of the plot, right? Like when we talk about like, mm. what do you do with the squirrel once you've caught it or even the process of chasing really like your goals and, and your visions for the company, there, there are situations we've seen with, you know, I mean, you read in the media, like founder stories that, you know, just kind of mm -hmm. completely shake up like that, that business entirely or, or the, the kind of concept of who these founders are and what they've achieved. Like it almost feels like there's an unfair, um, you, you talk a lot actually about like brands making unfair promises, right. Or promises that they just can yeah. never really keep. And I think that the, yeah. which I kind of think yeah. in some way is connected to, you know, thinking about the end in mind. Like it's so easy when you're kind of early on creating something to be like, we're going to be the da 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 da. Like we're going to, you know, change yeah. the way people breathe air. Like whatever. Like those things are awesome. But <laughs> um, and and those kind of mission statements are really fun. But I think you know you've you've been doing some kind of research and thinking around like why do we make promises as brands in the first place? For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think it's a two-part question. I think it, the you need to reconsider, like, as soon as you've based your goals off of something that someone else has done, like, you've already lost the plot yeah. as a brand, right? Like, because they're, the only way you'll ever succeed, and especially in terms of, like, val like, emotional proposition brands, which, like, everybody we work with is, 
as soon as you identify what someone else before you has done and say, we want to be that, or we want to do that, then you've gone away from the, like the pursuit of being singular. And like the only way you're ever going to succeed is being singular in your approach and your creative and what you're trying to offer. Like that has to be the goal. And so like, you could say like, we want to be the Uber of X one time, but then you immediately have to translate into what that means because that's actually a relatively meaningless thing because every time my, my friend had talked to me about this and said, there's this comfort in setting a huge goal in saying that um, like saying we want to be the, let's just say the Uber of beverages because that goal is so big, you actually get your brain does this thing where it convinces you that you've Mm -hmm. done work because you've set such a big goal. And so now you actually never start. And so there's this psychological things that happens to you when you set like these kind of BHAG-esque goals that don't have anything they're connected to, um, to where you've already set yourself up for failure because your brain is releasing a chemical that that makes you feel like you've made progress by setting Mm -hmm. something like that. I think it's, okay to say that up front to like day one be like this is who we want to be and then day two what you need to do is is take them up like say take uber apart and say these are the four things that we want to do that they did but they all have to be either things that you can translate to your own principles or you can translate to your own um you can translate into your own brand right i think back in the back in the day glossier was one thing that we heard about all the time and and I think a lot of times people say they want to be like, call it the Glossier blank or the Uber of blank. And what they mean is visually versus what they did was like half of it was product. Another half of it was visuals. Like it has to seep into every corner of your business. So you've already lost the plot if you are completely basing your goals off of something yeah. that someone else has done. Um, and the, but the reason that, that brands make these promises is because we've been led to believe that's what consumers want. Right. And so like, I have way more thoughts on this than we can fit into this podcast, but the, the idea of like the bigger, the promise is, the more you're able to get away with not differentiating. Right. Because let's say you could look at the market of all of these new, like great Jones, our place, like all these brands that are saying we're like disrupting the cookware and like kitchenware market. Right. It's all generally the same thing. So really what they're appealing to you on is, is two different things. One design, right. right. And so like who has better colors. Um, and the second thing they're appealing to you on is their big emotional promise. And, and what's happened is that brands now, the emotional promise they make you is actually on you to fulfill. So if you think about a way, like away suitcases, they offered you this idea of like travel and ease and like mod, kind of like modern nomad, like digital nomad, but if you, you bought the product and then it was on you to travel, <laughs> right? Right. And so, right. Like they didn't get you to travel the same way. Great Jones doesn't get you to cook. Right. And like, or our place refers to themselves as a modern heirloom. And I don't mean to single them out because the thing's cool. And I think the founder's cool. And like, they're going to go somewhere eventually, but like from the people I've talked to, the quality of said pan is not modern yeah. heirloom level. And then the funny thing is like their factory story is so amazing, but they hide it like four pages down. They just, and so they lead with this promise that you yourself have to fulfill on. And it's just like, it's so backwards now, but the promise is so big because that's what we ask for from a marketing perspective, right? It's the only way to stand out. 
Um, and and I'm I'm kind of like veering off on the plot, right? But but the brand itself has made that made this huge goal for themselves. So they make a huge emotional promise to their consumers because it matches it. And then you start going down, like you're now kind well, of chasing this. We'll continue to call it the squirrel exactly. that actually doesn't. Exactly. No That's what I was going to say. It. Like, I feel like it is so connected because you almost make too big of a promise too early that you just can't keep. It just opens an opportunity to be scrutinized, you know, and, and, and the reality is, is like mm-hmm. business is super messy. You know, being a founder doesn't mean you're perfect. In fact, it probably is the opposite because you're, you know, a risk taker and trying something different and, you know, like gambling really, you know, I mean, there's, there's so, there's so many obstacles to kind of jump through and, you know, a consumer is, is quick to be by your side one minute and not the next, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. They, they're not making the same promise to you. Right. And, and so it, it, it becomes very one-sided and and like hard to carry through. And I think that, I think that that's just like such the, kind of like reflection or takeaway of like, what do I really like, if I just sit here and think about three years down the road, like, where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? And that's obviously a reflection of your business or what it is that you do if you're like, even if you're a freelancer, you know, like what, what kind, to what level do you want to be working? You know, how frequently and at, at, with what kind of people and, you know, your time is like, so incredibly about like what mm-hmm. promises do you want to make on that side too you know it's like there's there's so many different ways that you can apply it from you know big kind of d to c brands to like you know small companies like candidates and individual freelancers it's just like where do you want to be three years down the line figuratively three years is like a as a whatever number but like where where are you where are you sat mm-hmm. who are you reporting to like who who is holding you accountable to something and in what way and what does that feel like you know is that the is that is that what mm-hmm. you want? And then you can kind of work backwards from there sometimes, you know. Yeah, and I I think that's totally true. And you could even like, let's say you're just a person who's on a marketing team at a bigger company, so you're not driving like the whole like you're not a founder. You're also not just like an, an individual, like you're just driving your piece of this bigger pie. I, it's the same yeah. question for you, right? Is just like what are we truly here to drive? Right. And the idea of like, we're just going to grow reach or we're finally going to get in the press for doing something, et cetera, et cetera. I like always encourage, encourage everyone to say like, okay, if we did that, what would it mean? Or, okay, why do I actually Mm -hmm. want that for myself and pick those things apart? And like, you're able to get to, you know, version two or version three of that goal where you say, actually, I feel like that would be an outcome right getting that attention would be an outcome of if we were finally able to be true to ourselves Mm -hmm. from a content perspective and make that the goal right make the fact that like we're going to be true to ourselves now your um your uh goal is like this filter for you to operate by rather than some like outcome for you to race towards so you know i i I think you can do it at at any point no matter no matter who you're setting goals for what department what individual what company but it's always just kind of like in, like looking at infinite progress and saying, is that truly the progress I want or should I, yeah. should I point in a different yeah. direction? No, and I think it's, I think it's a really, I think the best thing in, in kind of tying a bow on, you know, this episode is like, is it's just a good challenging question for any kind of, you know, goal or brief or whatever. It's like, what would you do? 
once you get the squirrel? Like, what does that mean? What happens then? And I think that there's a version of that that is also like, it, it could have nothing to do with it becoming something bigger than you can live up to or, you know, like financial, blah, 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 whatever. It could just be really like, you're actually kind of manifesting or, th- or thinking that far ahead, like getting ahead of being like, oh, I just want to, you know, run enough paid ads to convert like this so that we can hit this target. It's like, great, then what are you going to do once you're there? You know, and what does that mean for you? What kind of possibility mm-hmm. does that mean? All that kind of stuff. It's like, it's just a good mm-hmm. question to ask. And it's a good question for people on the agency side or if you're like, you know, consultant, freelancer, whatever. It's like good to just kind of like be able to have those open conversations with your collaborators to be thinking about like, you know, kind of what comes next, but also like, is this what we really want? You know, is this really the thing, you know, to, mm-hmm. to kind of exhaust in a way, in, in a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And with that said, I think we, we know the goal for the podcast, the more, you know, it's a way for us to open ourselves up, share our thoughts and people reach out to us. The more creatives we know and the more people get, we get to talk to the stronger we believe we are. Cause we're only as good as all the, the people we have here and the relationships exactly. we have here. So I'm glad to be doing this again. I think I'm only on two episodes what? this season. I'm, I'm, this is, I'm already halfway done with my, <laughs> I think my me too, actually. I'm podcast. only in two as well. We're, this is really, this is really going to be an opportunity sure? for, all of our listeners, new and old, to actually meet some of the key people behind the scenes who touch design, strategy, project management, operations, production. Like, it's going to be super cool. And I'm stoked. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, thank you uh, for taking the time to jump on this one. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, everyone, please continue to subscribe to sessions. If we have fallen off your subscriptions, jump back on. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you for, you know, See eight you more later. episodes.